morning, Contrarians! Tuesday morning, November 7th, 6.35 a.m. Well, we had a nice sense of calm return to markets yesterday, but it didn't last as these things tend not to do. We had WeWork file for bankruptcy overnight. This move was widely anticipated, but it still leaves us in a bit of a pickle, or I should say it drives home the fact that the commercial real estate market in the U.S. is still facing a reckoning of some kind, possibly, probably. And then we had China's trade balance showing shrinking exports, but an unexpected increase in imports. We'll talk about that in a minute, what to make of all of that. But add it all up, and it is weighing on risk sentiment a little bit. We have stock index futures pointing to a slightly lower open. NASDAQ and S&P are down about three-tenths of 1% each. Commodities, these are moving lower. Copper is down 1.5%, and WTI crude oil down also 1.5% to trade around $79.50 a barrel. So crude back below $80 a barrel hasn't been there in a couple of weeks, I don't think, but it's back. Bonds, these are seeing a few bids, which tells us that whatever is weighing on markets this morning is probably not Fed-related. The two-year yield is down three basis points to 4.91%, while the 10-year is down five basis points to 4.61%, keeping in mind that yields move inversely to prices. So we have a bunch of earnings up today. Uber is the main one we are waiting on. I'm going to look here and see if they have reported quite yet, and it does not look like they have. We did get Choice Hotels, CHH, but who cares as a tiny company? They missed on top and bottom lines for what that's worth. Perigo reported mixed earnings. Let me see what else there is. Planet Fitness, they beat on top and bottom line estimates. It's a tiny company in terms of uh, market cap, but still kind of interesting just in terms of trends there. What that can say, because if people are buying gym memberships, it means they have disposable income. D.R. Horton, speaking of disposable income, this they missed on top and bottom line estimates. Um, uh, they have outlook here is let me look. Uh, I can't tell what it didn't, doesn't say what they, but they are doing share repurchases. So there's that, and I think that is all we have. Still waiting on Uber this morning. Others we are waiting on include. Uh, Datadog, D-D-O-G, Celsius Holdings. Is that the uh, drinks, those little energy drinks? Maybe not. C-L-H is that stock ticker. They are out all before the open at 9.30. And then after the close, we are waiting to hear from, we will hear from Rivian, uh, eBay, Devon Energy, Occidental Petroleum, who else? Robinhood and Toast, T-O-S-T, those little devices where you tap your phone, at least in the U.S., to pay for stuff. That is, that those are, a lot of them are done by Toast, T-O-S-T, and they report earnings after the close. We t- spoke about China trade balance. Uh, well, the U.S. trade balance is out at 8.30, and economists expect a, an ex- a slightly larger trade deficit for the U.S., $60 billion versus $58 billion last month. That is good for the global economy. It means Americans are 
importing more stuff because uh, they are buying more stuff, generally stuff they don't need, and that is good for the global economy. Then we have Fed speakers. Vice Chair for Supervision, Michael Barr, he is up first at 9.15 a.m., speaking at some technology conference in D.C. That will be broadcast live on YouTube. So will Fed Governor Chris Waller, who is speaking at a St. Louis Fed event at 10 a.m. And then we have several Fed officials speaking at a energy conference hosted by the Kansas City Fed. The most notable is probably Dallas Fed President Lori Logan. She is a full FOMC voting member this year, and she speaks around noon and some luncheon thing, I think. I'm not sure if that conference is broadcast live. I don't think so, but you can imagine there will be coverage. Yeah, so felt it was time to play the eerie violin music here. Just when you felt like a sense of calm was returning, we get this. We work. The WeWork news, yeah, widely anticipated, but it still drives home the fact that commercial real estate, especially office buildings, that that whole market faces a reckoning here in the U.S. We have the work from home stuff that was started by COVID that hasn't really gone away, and the demand for office space just isn't there. WeWork is the first poster child Maybe it won't be the last. We'll have to see. Um, So, yeah, keep an eye on on that. And then China. What to make of this trade data? Well, the exports doesn't... It could be bad on a couple of, of fronts. First of all, either this is bad for the global economy, meaning that countries in the West are are importing less Chinese stuff because of demand. Or it means that these countries in the West, and I really mean companies mostly, have come to rely on other sources for things like manufacturing. There's some stuff they still need to to use China for, the high-tech, certain high-tech things. But other stuff, I think places like Vietnam are a lot cheaper. Either way, this is bad for China. And... Why the imports are up is a bit of a mystery here. Maybe China's consumers are finally stepping up and they need to import more stuff for them to buy. It's a possibility. Otherwise, usually China's imports are driven by commodities, again, to feed their factories. But if they're not exporting stuff, that means that it just kind of doesn't make sense. It could be that the numbers are made up. Uh, China does do this. I believe that's a fact. You can't even really debate it. And who knows, maybe the import numbers are easier to fudge than the export ones. But the market isn't buying it really. And you can see that in the commodity prices because if Chinese, if they really were importing more stuff, you'd figure it would be mostly commodities. And the consumer is still a smaller segment there. So I just don't see it. But who knows, who knows, who knows. I haven't looked through them. I do think that some they, they are broken out somewhat, maybe some places, and perhaps some people have gone into that. But anyway, that's where we are. Now, the Fed speakers today, they uh, that this could be a driver of things. Of course, so could earnings. As we said yesterday, it's difficult to see how 
these Fed officials are going to walk back Jay Powell's balanced talk from last week. They could try. And when they do, it will probably affect markets. But it's going to be difficult to do that with any kind of conviction. Just because, first of all, what Jay Powell said, and again, he's a man who chooses his words very carefully. He's a lawyer. And when he said balanced, he meant balanced. And also, other Fed speakers coming into the last week's meeting were dovish. So not entirely sure where, where new hawkish commentary is going to come from. Having said that, I don't think we've heard very much from Lori Logan. I don't know if she's a hawk or a dove. Chris Waller, I don't know where he lies either. But So that's all things to watch today as we go through the training day. That is all I got for today. I've gone on for nine minutes, which is far too long. Hope you're still with me. If so, thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of this. I'll be back here again tomorrow. Speak then. Bye.